What up, guys? Welcome back to the Nimble Agent Podcast, the pod all about helping realtors modernize their marketing strategies through social media marketing. Join our host, Kara McMaster, Chief Digital Strategist and CEO of McMaster Digital, as she dives deep into how to become a social media beast. Okay, welcome to the Nimble Agent Podcast. I am super, super excited today to introduce Mike Corbett. Um, I, yeah, when I went through and was trying to build this intro, I kept coming back to, and what I was so impressed when I wanted to speak with Mike for the very first time is uh, closed 41 deals in one single year, uh, majority of them being listings. And a lot of them all came pretty much from his social media. So I had to have Mike come on the podcast because he crushes it on TikTok. Uh, so welcome Mike to the Nimble Agent Podcast. Hey, Carrie. Well, thanks for having me. I, I'm glad to be here. So this is awesome. Super exciting. Yeah, we're super, super excited to have you. Um, I, you know, we'll definitely let the audience know we do work together. We do help you out with a little bit of your content. Uh, everything that we're going to talk about today, we really can't take the credit a lot for because you, sir, are an amazing content creator. And that was that the, the caused me to reach out to you because I was just so impressed with the quality and the imagination of content that you put out. It is unlike any other realtor's content. Uh, so kudos to you. Kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you. One of, one of the biggest things that I loved in one of the videos that you said, uh, and this is something that I try to impart on, on our uh, clients as well, is uh, you opened up the video with, I am going to take your clients because somebody that is consistently posting every single day is going to take those clients away from you. And I think you were, it looked like, were you at a conference or something when you were giving that talk? Uh, yeah, so I was uh, I was in Houston, Texas. Um, we had a lot of people within my firm at Real Broker. They hosted this big like real estate blueprint, you know, three day conference. So uh, you know, I was super excited to go to this to meet people that I've known through social media um, for the last you know three or four years. And uh, like that morning, they asked me to do like a breakout session. I was like, uh, yeah, sure, okay. I wasn't prepared to speak right now, but okay, cool, let's do it. Whatever. So. Yeah, so that that whole 45 minute breakout session was just 100% off the hip, raw, no script, <laughs> just kind of running with it on that side. That's very cool. And so you, <clears throat> did you plan on bringing your gear to get lots of content that day? Cause you, you had a camera set up, like it looked, it looked, the content looked great, but yeah. obviously you were well-prepared. So like, how yeah. do you go to a conference with like, what's your plan when you're going there? But see, actually that was my very first conference. I've never been to a uh, real estate conference prior to that one. So I didn't really know like how to pack or what gear to take or, or whatever. So I took, I took a camera and I took a little small tripod that I had and uh, some, and like some mics. So I, I didn't really know what I was going to film or how I was going to film anything. And it, it worked out because I almost didn't bring my camera that morning. Cause I was like, I don't feel like carrying it around, whatever. And uh, it worked out. So um, I got lucky on getting that footage. So that was really cool. Very cool. So the, when you're filming that content, are you thinking about the process as you're filming it, how I'm going to work this out later on? Like, what is the process around? Or are we just like shooting at the hip going on the fly? We're just going to grab it. So, yeah, I think most of my content literally just comes off the hip. Um, I, I have like somewhat of an idea what I'm trying to do, but, you know, my brain just gets scattered sometimes and I go a completely different direction and just kind of go off off script and we'll see what it looks like when we go in and start editing in post-production. Um, so, yeah, I had no script on this one. I just put my camera up wherever I was going to be sitting and 
and here we are. <laughs> and that's how it went. That's love it. Love it. Yeah. What, what kind of, do you do any tracking on your end of how, you know, obviously we can see the analytics inside of TikTok when something does well in terms of likes and engagement and, and people commenting on our stuff, but uh, what sort of tracking or are you doing, or is it maybe mentally of the videos that actually bring in the leads that bring in the people getting into your DMS, becoming in as part of your sphere, like what pieces of content, is it that kind of off the cuff stuff, or is it the really well-planned thought out, highly edited and product produced kind of stuff? Honestly, you know, I feel like, you know, going back and looking at all the videos that I've made, you know, the last since 2019, like the highly produced videos are cool. You know, they, they, they get attention, but they don't generate leads. I think it's the ones that are just literally grabbing your cell phone and you're in your car and you just kind of be vulnerable for a little bit. And you just tell people, this is what's going on. Like I've had a shitty day. This is what's happening. Or you give some information about uh, yourself as an agent or the market and it just sticks with somebody kind of like what the, the comment that I said in that video is like, you know, I'm going to take your best client, you know, that's something that wasn't thought of ahead of time. It just kind of came out. Mm -hmm. And I personally think like the, the raw footage is all is, the, is always going to be the best footage. You know, the, the highly polished stuff that's like, you know, people kind of expect that on certain things, but not on everything. So like for like a listing video or a parody video, yeah, you want to have that really polished and really nice, edited nice, color graded. But if you're just talking, you know, to your camera, to your followers, I think that raw vulnerable footage is always the best. I think that's what gets me the most leads is me just being authentic and not worrying about what I say or if I say a cuss word that it'll hurt my business. And I think people can relate to that because it makes me more human versus, um, you know, just a real estate agent. Mm, love that. I love that. And I think for the listeners, I really want them to pick up on that and feel a little bit more freer in the type of content that you don't have to go out there and make, you know, that you can be your real authentic self, because that's really what is going to bring in the people. That's why people want to work with you as their realtor, because they connected specifically with you. Because I think so often we get hung up on this person that we're supposed to be, we're supposed to be funny. We're supposed to be young looking. We're supposed to, right. We're supposed to be all these things to feel comfortable on video. And I think that kind of leads me into like my next kind of big question here is you, you also had made some content around that you're never happy with your actual content. And again, I wanted that to, you know, place a little bit of space for the listeners out there, because especially, you know, when we look at who the average realtor is, so the national association of realtors, uh, statistically, they say that they're makeup of their 60% female and they're over the age of 52. So we, we are talking yeah. about a demographic who didn't grow up in the Instagram era, right? Yes. They may not feel as comfortable in front of the camera. So what, like, what kind of advice and game plan would you give to, you know, this community of realtors that we have to really be getting started? I mean, I think the biggest advice that I can give, you know, any newer agent that's starting out in, in, as an agent and starting out in social media, making their own content is don't try to uh, be another agent. You know, don't try to copy somebody else that's doing these really highly published, polished videos. You know, just be you because, you know, like people look at my content like, oh, I want to make videos just like you and they come out the gate and they're trying to make a video like I do and they fail because they've they've not done it enough you know i'm i'm three or four years ahead of them in making videos and i wouldn't expect anybody coming out of the gate to make content like that unless they had previous experience working with cameras so the biggest thing is just be you you know 
be 100% you all the time and let people know who you are. You know, you're more than just a real estate agent. You're more than just a person that makes content. You're a human and, and show that human side as often as you can, because my clients, they, they reach out to me because I'm a relatable, you know, I'm approachable and um, I'm honest when it comes to giving them facts. You know, if, if it walks, if it walks like a duck and sounds like a duck, it's a duck. You know, I don't sugarcoat it and they don't hire me just because of the videos that I do. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, wow, are you going to do a video? I'm like, well, yeah. All right, all right cool. Well, if you did, if you didn't, that's fine. So it's not a big selling point of the videos that I do for my clients. It's just me being a human that they can relate to and they trust. So that I think that's the biggest thing is just always be you in front of camera. Um, whoever you look yourself in the mirror every morning, be that person um, consistently. And that will benefit you down the road. Love that. I love that. So in, 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 on that topic, how, how often would you say that you're creating content that maybe doesn't make it out onto TikTok or onto the social media channels? A bunch. There's, yeah. there's, oh yeah, that, there's always, I mean, it could be, I forgot about it, which, you know, people will think, how did you forget about making a video? Well, you know, I'll make it and I save it in my phone or my computer. And then, you know, life happens, you know, I get sick or my kids get sick or, you know, business picks up for a day or two or for a week. And I just, totally forget about it. I come back to it weeks later. So there's, I probably have God, a whole scan, like a, one of these little flash drive things. I have God knows what on here, you know, mm-hmm. stuff that I've never, I've never published. Um, not for any reason. I just never got around to it and I got mm-hmm. caught up in something else. So that was really, that was really hard. I had to like get into a habit of when I do make a content, I've got to save it and know that I'm posting it. Hey, next Monday or next Tuesday, or I send it to you guys to edit it. Like I need this edited ASAP like mm-hmm. right now. So mm-hmm. I got in the habit of make sure I don't freak cause you know, out of sight, out of mind. So that was my biggest thing is making sure that I remember to post it after filming it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is, it's crazy to say that, but it does happen. Mm-hmm. Love that. So with your, with your content, I know that, you know, you go live practically every day on your, on your TikTok. What have you seen, what has you seen that has done for you in terms of the growth on the platform, the connection with your audience? Obviously it's getting out a ton more content for you, but what is it doing for the actual engagement of your, of your audience? So the thing about live, like, so I haven't been able to go live in like almost three weeks. So I I got banned actually, again, I got, I, I got banned for, I don't know why they said it was, something to do with um I, I violated a community guideline of hateful speech or something I, I don't know and uh they banned it and i'm still banned as of right now uh so i've not gone live in almost like three weeks okay it sucks you know i we were talking about doing a cma on um on the live like for raw land mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the system picked up something that i said or a comment that was typed and they just flagged it Mm-hmm. You know, so I reported it or I, uh, I appealed it and I haven't heard anything back yet. So I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, what is going on? So that's been kind of tough, um, recently. Um, but before that, you know, the lives were great. The lives, um, they, they increased my following a good bit. Um, but it, it gave them a bigger sense of community mm-hmm. within my followers, you know, I think a lot of people get caught in, especially on like IG and TikTok of how many followers does a person have? Like, that's how I know they're successful is about the number of followers. I I personally, I, I don't believe that, you know, because anybody can look up and have a video go viral on TikTok and gain 100,000 followers overnight. You know, it happens every day. 
Mm -hmm. Um, but how many of those followers Mm -hmm. are really ones that are going to engage, you know, with your content? You know, I've gotten to the point now where I don't look at the views. I look at how many comments that I'm getting, you know, obviously my goal, if I can get like 25 comments per video, I think that is a great video. That's a a successful video because if I have 25 random comments, I'm going to reply back to 25 comments. Now I have 50 comments and that's just the algorithm likes that. And they'll start pushing that out further and further, pushing out additional posts that I do down the road because people are engaging on that type of content. So that's what I like to look at is, you know, how many comments that I'm getting and getting those type of comments now is because I was going live for so long and I built this really strong community with all of my followers that, that I know them in a social media aspect, but I feel like I know them like face to face. So that's what's really cool about the going live. And I would recommend anybody that, you know, once you're able to go live, definitely go live because you can engage and be very personable uh, with people that follow you. And that's what people want. They want to feel included on somebody that they, they, they will like to watch on social media. Yeah. So um, in terms of like going live though, I think a lot of people are fearful when their audiences are small uh-huh. uh, and that nobody's going to come in and nobody's going to engage. So when those people are just starting out, what, what's the advice that you give them? So the biggest advice, you know, going live is scary. I, the first time I ever went live, I was super, and I was like, man, there's going to be like nobody here. I'm going to be here for like an hour and nothing. So um, what I did to kind of break that monotonous out is I grabbed my laptop and put it on like YouTube and started playing some songs. So I had like a song playing in the background. So it, it livened up the room. And when people would jump in, I would just ask them questions. Hey guys, thanks for coming in. You know, what do you want to talk about tonight? You know, or what are you struggling with, with making content? You know, how can I help you become a better content creator? So you have to ask questions. You know, you can't just sit there and just wait for people to ask you something. You know, you know, you may have to reiterate that a couple of times, you know, ask them multiple times. Hey guys, how can I help you? What's going on? And, and really engage with their, with their conversations, you know, don't just read it and give them a, a one sentence reply, really go into depth. And I think people enjoy that because you're taking three, four five minutes to go over a question that they had and they feel like they're included within this, the group of followers. And that's the biggest thing is just always ask questions to people that come in on live and engage with them when they do ask you questions and try to go into as much detail as possible within that question. I think that'll help out get over that fear of, of going live. It's great advice. Great advice. In terms of the, uh, I think one of the things that you're incredibly good at, not only with the content, Mike, but you can very well take the conversation that's happening online and transition it into the real world. And you're actually turning these conversations into deals. Can you talk a little bit more about like, what does that actual sales process look like? How do we take somebody who's been watching your content and engaging with you and get them on the phone and get them into a listing presentation? Um, So what I do is like... The conversation always starts in the DMs. You know, people will send me a DM on TikTok or IG or Facebook or some one of those platforms. And their question is like, hey, Mike, I've been usually I start off, I've been following you for a while. I love your stuff. Um, we're thinking about maybe selling our house or we want to think about getting pre-approved to buy a home. Would you be able to help us with that? So, you know, obviously, once I get that message, I'm going to reply as soon as I see this message. Um, and I'm going to obviously thank them so much for, for replying to me. Cause that means a lot to me. That knows like I put a lot of work in making content and have been for years mm-hmm. and I never take that for granted. You know, I always thank them for reaching out and, 
asking questions and I would love to set up a time, you know, like either through Zoom. I've been doing more Zoom meetings here recently over the last couple of years, obviously because of just COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's starting to transition to, okay, we'll do the initial like consultation by Zoom and then we'll have it, we'll set up a meeting on the on the Zoom platform. All right, look, I'm going to meet you guys at your house or at a coffee shop, talk about the buying process or go look at your house, give you uh, accurate numbers of what we can sell it for. So that's kind of what it's transitioning into now is we're going from the Zoom to -to face-to-face and we're getting that interaction back, that face-to-face interaction back now. Um, So that's how my process goes. Um, I hardly ever get people that'll text me or call me. Um, I haven't had one of those in a long time. It always comes from social media um, on that side. And we just start having a conversation. I ask them, you know, what they're looking to accomplish. You know, are, are you guys, you're selling a house. Are you looking to buy something now? Are you going to be buying like an RV or a rental or, you know, what do you, what are you trying to do? Cause I want to make sure that I give them as much information as possible. Um, when we do our zoom meeting or when we have that face-to-face interaction. Love that. Love that. So with all the success that you've had through social media, and it being the main driver of your business. And a lot of your audience are realtors who know this. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, well, how come there's still some of them still not taking it as serious as they should be? What do you think are the big roadblocks there? Well, I think it's not fully understanding the power of social media. Um, I think a lot of agents haven't really gotten a, a, a solid lead or multiple leads off of video content because they they didn't stick to it long enough. You know, they did it for 45 days or 90 days and they didn't get a lead and they just quit. You know, it took me literally six months to the day to get my very first lead from making content. When I first started making content in 2019, Um, I think I probably made somewhere between two or 300 videos that, that six months before I got my very first lead. Because, you know, you have to remember that not everybody's ready to sell their house right now or not everybody's ready to buy a house right now or at that moment you post that video so you can't go into it thinking okay well i spent three hours filming and three hours editing this video i deserve a lead that's just not how it works um people want to see consistency you know people because it i saw an article um when i was at this real estate conference i was telling you about in uh in april that it takes the average person, you know, between 21 and 26 impressions and over six minutes of watch time before they can make a decision if they trust you or not. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of content, especially if you're doing short form content, that is a ton of content mm-hmm. for somebody just to say, you know what? I don't like Mike or I like this guy. Let me reach out to him. So that's where I think being consistent is the overall secret formula to getting successful and making content for real estate is you have to commit and do this like as part of your job. Um, that's the overall goal is, is taking the content, putting it out there and knowing that if you do it consistently, people are going to see it over and over and over again. They're going to reach out when they're ready. They may not be ready to hire you, they may be ready just to interview, but at least you have a swing at the plate. You know, you have an opportunity to try to get a client, either a listing or a buyer. Mm-hmm. And why, why for you, have you personally doubled down so hard on TikTok? What is the secret sauce there for you? Well, the, 
the millennial, I, I like to work with millennial sellers and buyers, you know, cause I'm a millennial myself. Um, I personally, I don't, I don't relate to the older generation, you know, that baby boomer generation. I don't relate to them one because of the way that I dress. I mean, I have a Looney Tunes shirt on right now <laughs> and I, you know, I have tattoos and I, I speak my mind. I, I don't have the cleanest mouth in the world. Mm-hmm. I know that, mm-hmm. um, not for lack of uh, intelligence, but just just the way that I talk. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. saying the word "fuck" is the best word to say. But um, so I don't, I don't, uh, I don't appeal to them because I think they look at me as a um, not as professional. Which means that I'm not professional. I'm not a good real estate agent. Um, whereas in millennials, you know, we like to be comfortable. You know, we don't have to dress the part. We can if we want to. But we don't have to dress the part. We just want to be able to vibe with somebody that's on the same same wavelength as us, you know, that understands us, that can relate to us. Um, so that's why I've doubled down on TikTok is because the millennial sellers and buyers are on that app. And I think I saw a report that the average user right now on TikTok is 37 years old. And that millennials wow. have now surpassed the, uh, the Gen Z for total usage. I think we're at like 52% or something like that. So that tells me that, okay, if I want to get those millennial clients, I've got to go fishing where they're at and they're on TikTok. Mm -hmm. So that's why I've really put a lot of emphasis on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's worked out. I've gotten a lot of leads and a lot of closed business this year from TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, As in Facebook, you know, Facebook was my number one provider on my leads. Mm -hmm. But now Facebook is becoming more of an older application for older generations like you know the grandmas and pawpaws and that are kind of scrolling through looking at family photos or their kids grandkids whatever and they're not going to watch your content they don't understand how to watch the content and a lot of people in the millennial group are not really on facebook anymore they want to be on tiktok they want to do the, the trends the dances they want to see personality they want to see people having fun and i think that's why i wanted to go with tiktok so hard um, for the last, you know, eight months and it's, it's worked, um, so far. Mm-hmm. And do you know, like, I, cause I know you work with quite a few realtors too. Um, are you or any of the realtors sharing any sort of a message when it comes to the millennial of helping their parents also sell their house? Cause we've actually identified that with some of our clients who particularly want to reach the older demographic that mm-hmm. we've started putting out that message on TikTok, and it's actually been received very well. Have you experienced any of this on your end? No, I haven't actually. Um, you know, is I I don't really get many older clients, um, and I, I never have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I can't contest to that one. Um, mm-hmm. But I do feel like you know more of the savvier tech, you know, baby boomer age clients. I think they would appreciate somebody like an agent like myself or agents that are doing content. Mm-hmm. They would like that. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, I think it's all about where you live too. You know, my demographic, I live in the South and we're in the Bible Belt, you know, type thing. So that older generation is very clean cut, very, you know, anti against tattoos or or wearing shirts like this or whatever. Right. So it, it's all about the demographic of where you're at. You know, the South, we're always the last to do anything here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're, we're setting our ways pretty hard here. Mm-hmm. So, but I haven't been able to see uh, any increase in the older, you know, like my parents' age trying to sell their house right, um, right. at this time. Yes. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
Mm-hmm. Um, in, in terms of using TikTok to do a lot of this lead generation, do you recommend that um, realtors be including calls to action or are we just using it purely to work on more of the brand and engagement and building our audience? So I personally don't like call to actions. Like in, all right, like my, my definition of a call to action is like, hey, if you're looking to, if you're ready to, to uh, sell or buy, please give me a call. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a real estate like, dude, I know you're an agent. I, you don't have to tell me that every time. Mm-hmm. I think that's too salesy. Mm-hmm. I think TikTok or the way that marketing is going now is just about your overall brand. Um, people know what you do, you know, because if you're making your content on your niche, and it's about real estate. I know that you're a real estate agent or I know that you're a lender or whatever it may be. So I don't think the call to actions are beneficial any longer, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being able, being able to provide accurate information and debunking myths is what people want to see. Um, like people like myself, you know, we want to see somebody take what we thought was the right way to do something, but actually, you know what? That's not the right way. This is proof that you can do it this way. This is how it works. You know, being taught something new. Um, I think people really gravitate towards that, that, but by doing that, you are now establishing that, you know, what you're doing in your, in your industry, that you have knowledge of this. You're not just a fly by night person that just sells houses. You actually know what the hell you're doing. Um, and I think by doing that, that will help grow your brand and grow your trust with your followers. Love it. Love it. Uh, yeah, it's definitely important to remember. I think, you know, we're always being taught these different ideas and lessons when it comes to social media and calls to actions, no calls to actions. So it's really great to hear from somebody such as yourself who's had such success on just really focusing on you and getting them to connect with you. And that's why they're reaching out. In, in terms of your content, Mike, I know you're really big on batching it and putting it and getting it all done. I think you do it like on Mondays for a few hours. Can you yes. kind of just run us through like what your process is, what goes into the week of getting that one, you know, one session done? Maybe just kind of take us through that. So um, traditionally what I'll do is I film, I batch film on Mondays from like nine to 11 or 1130. Um, I take that very seriously. You know, I'm not a real estate agent during those times. I'm not a dad. I'm not anybody's friend. I'm just making content. And for me, I have to do that because I know if I get a phone call during that two and a half hour window and I take it and I still get my content done, that's going to leave up for next week. I make, I can probably take two phone calls. That's okay. I still got it done. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'm spending an hour on the phone and lost a whole hour of filming because I was taking phone calls. So I I take that time very, very seriously for me um, to to make content, to save and post down the road. Um, Leading up to that, um, during the week, you know, I just keep like a little notebook. I have like a bunch of these, you know, I just little $5 notebook pads. And I just kind of write down ideas or if I see something on TikTok or a commercial or an ad, I'm like, you know, I could probably flip that into, into a real estate related topic. Um, I'll do a lot of reading, um, like on uh, news articles about the housing market or, you know, stuff like that. Like I saw an article yesterday, it was talking about um, how a buyer now has to make 34, 34% more income to be able to afford, you know, houses priced between four to $500,000, $400,000, $500,000. So I was like, I could probably turn it into a video. And explaining, you know, how much income does it take for somebody to be able to afford a house for three fifty or five fifty or seven fifty, and it's just educating my people. 
Um, so I just kind of write down ideas throughout the week. And then, you know, usually Saturday evening or Sunday morning, I'll kind of have an outline of, all right, this is the videos that I want to make for Monday. So I come in Monday morning and I'm like, boom, 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 boom. I do my content, do my videos and I'm done. I don't sit there and try to think of content that day. I already have a rough idea and I just go, just hit record and go. I don't, um, I don't take too much emphasis on how clean it looks or how polished it is. Or if I mess up of editing, I just record and post. Um, because like I said, a lot of people don't need to have that fully polished edited video every time, you know, it could be a raw video, but you're still making content at the end of the day. Love it. So just get it done. Done is better than perfect. Yeah. 80% of nothing is better. 80% of something is better than hundred percent of nothing. So that's so kind of what I live by and just, I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen if you, if you produced a bad video, you just get no engagement. So true. So true. It's so freeing too, when you think of it like that. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know, I know that you, over the last little while, you've had quite a few real estate agents come and join you over at real. What yes. does, what does something that like look like, Mike? Like what does somebody get when they come, you know, kind of under you and they work with you and, and that sort of guidance, what does that look like? Well, you know, it, it depends on the agent. Um, the agents that I've, that's came uh, under me recently, a lot of them wanted to start in social media. They wanted to start doing video. And, you know, obviously I can't, I can't be available for them 24 seven to go and, and, sure. and produce the video. But what I like to do is I, I tell them what I did, you know, I give them a structure like, all right, like I have a girl that I just recruited uh, that came on. Um, her name is Roxy and she wants to start doing content. And last week we had a zoom meeting. So we're having weekly meetings. Uh, last week we had a meeting where we were talking about, all right, this is what you got to do. Get into a schedule of batch filming. So you need to find a day that you can spend two hours to make content. And your goal is to do that, find your day. And then you got to think of five to seven videos, ideas during filming day, try to make as many videos as possible and, and keep that in circulation every week. So get into a routine. So that was our first, that was our first meeting. And we're having a meeting today at 1230. We're going to go over the videos that she did. And we're going to be like, all right, cool. This is what you need to maybe tweak or you need to maybe edit it a little better here, or you should probably have said this versus said that, or maybe used a pop-up or a graphic or something to emphasize what you were saying. So, you know, I, I like to kind of walk them through that of getting started. And obviously they're putting the work in, but I'm just kind of giving them that push. And I'm trying to build that confidence in them that they can do it um, if they just stick to it. And it's not going to be easy, but just stick to it and we'll go from there. And then if I have somebody that's more of advanced, you know, kind of maybe on my level or a little higher, we just like to collaborate. Let's just think of ideas. You know, how can we turn this 1920 vintage house into something cool? Like maybe do like an interview style or some type of parody, like what would you want to do? So I like to be just a resource um, for people that come underneath me when they, when they come to my brokerage and try to, to help them take that next step. Um, obviously, you know, I want to, I want to collaborate with them, um, on certain times, you know, if we want to, if they have like a really cool idea, if our schedules make it out, let's get together, let's collaborate some videos, um, at the end of the day. So I just, I like to be able to push them and give them that confidence that they can make content and be successful at it. That's kind of my overall pitch, I guess, if you will, uh, if they come with us. Yeah. 
I love that. I think it's really, really powerful to give those kind of tools to a real estate agent because mm -hmm. you've spent what, $0 on ads? Zero. Yeah. Zero. I, I could, well, I couldn't afford it back in the day. I, <laughs> I was so broke. I, I couldn't afford to spend the $500 ad. So yeah, I'm in the habit where I, I've, I've never paid for ads ever. Yeah. That's huge to be able to teach. It's like teaching a man to fish, right? It's the same, same absolutely, concept. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. That's the perfect analogy. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to have yeah. to write that down. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> Love that. Well, um, I really encourage all of our listeners to go and check out Mike Corbett's content. It is some of the best uh, real estate content out there on TikTok. Hands down. You're a really funny guy. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but you're a rapper too. Like you can, you got bars, Mike, you, you can throw it down. So it's a pinned post. So you got to check it out. But if you go, we, we want to follow you on at Mike Corbett at one on TikTok. Is that right? Yes. Mike? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I don't know who got the first one. I was so mad about that. I know. So, I, was, I wondered so, that too. <laughs> I was like, man, really? But oh, well, you know. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having us on the show today, Mike. It was a real pleasure getting to Absolutely. You. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Okay. Uh, see you later. See ya. All right. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the Nibble Agent Podcast. Make sure to follow up on Instagram and TikTok at The Nimble Agent. If you'd like to learn more about the services we offer, you can visit our website, www.thenimbleagent.com. Be sure to tune in next week. As always, stay nimble, agent.